Hey everyone, it's Salman Qureshi, and you're listening to the Expat Brad Podcast. We are doing stuff, and it's all happening. I am currently out of Dubai, and in Russell Khaimah, which is, uh, if you don't know, is a neighboring town in the UAE, a different state, and um, it's a, uh, it's really cool. I, 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 I hope. Uh, I always wish like a really great day for you guys as you're listening to this because I am having an awesome time. I've checked in, like, check this out, right? So I've checked into this hotel and for some reason, they've given me one of the best rooms I've ever stayed in. Um, yeah, it's, it's in my top five for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's right by the beachside. The balcony is as huge as the room, which is also really huge. And I'm going to post some pictures on Expat Brad of the of the room just so you guys can see <laughs> where I'm staying at when I was recording this. Uh, it's a mini. It's not a holiday, though, unfortunately. I'm at this resort at the Intercon Hotel in Russell Khaimah. Some island. I'll, I'll tag the name as well because it's it, it just is really cool. My, one side of my room. Yeah, get this. Yeah. One side of my room's balcony overlooks the swimming pool and the whole resort. And the other side faces like the beachside place. I'm kind of like on an island, some some sort of. That's that's my view today, and I hope uh, you have something as wonderful happening right now with you. So, because it's not all great everywhere else, man. Uh, today's uh, episode is about me mansplaining uh, women's. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I gotta be straight faced when I do this. Okay, uh, mansplaining women's rights yeah and you know why it's happening because we got all sorts of issues happening around the world particularly somewhere close to where i live and uh it just makes me go you know i've always been listen you know i've always been very sympathetic towards uh particularly towards what women face and i think it's because living in saudi very early on in my childhood i uh i happened to come across a banned book <laughs> called the princess and it was about a, a print a, a saudi royal family girl who kind of uh, dropped some insights into what life was like and there was a great side and there was always of course the very kind of closed side to it just like probably any royal family might have i think with its own twist because it's saudi right and, and this is the early 90s 80s and all that kind of stuff so i read that and I became more hyper alert to what women face there and how they feel. You know, up until then I didn't I didn't even know. I was very young and I didn't even know that women actually some women actually had a problem with that. And uh and so you know, even when in our culture uh women would be just described as things to be taken care of. And so I remember listening to this song and the words were in that kind of context. And I was like, um, we were in the car with with a family friend and a friend of my age and his dad and mom and everyone. And I kind of went, yeah, but, you know, don't women feel like they don't want to be described like delicate vessels and that have to be taken care of and stuff? And it became this little debate in the car about uh, different perspectives. And I think his sister, my friend's sister, kind of sided with me a little bit. The mom uh, went, no, I, you know, in, in some ways it's kind of nice to be described like that. And it just depends on your perspective of it. And it was interesting. It was just uh, very interesting to hear those uh, perspectives. 
And to again, you know, just coming back to just being aware that women couldn't drive there and how some that annoyed some women and it didn't bother some women at all. There was the whole you got to wear the abaya thing around. And Saudi, like I've said a few times, due credit, they, they, they're coming out of that. They've got other great things happening there. So I hope they continue down that path. It's great and encouraging to see that because I really, and I've said this a million times, I really never thought it would happen in my lifetime. So it's great and miracles happen. And so now I wish um, maybe something like that might happen in Iran. I highly doubt it. It's sad to hear what's happened, you know, and, but these cases, if you listen to an episode I did a couple of uh, weeks back, I think last week, maybe it's about the Saudi religious police as well. You'll hear similar stories like that. And um, it, it, it doesn't just affect women, though. I think that's why this time the protests have kind of gone viral, <laughs> if you can use that, you know, and um, and the powers that be are genuinely a little worried because it's not something just women are standing up for. It's a general like youth uprising. They're sick of stuff. They're sick of being controlled. And this time it really is like everybody across the country uh, standing up. So what's the deal? Yeah, it's it, it started with a girl and her head cover not being appropriate enough for these for their uh, religious police who took her in. Uh, beat her up and apparently caused her that right that's that's what what the real uh, info coming out seems to be Iran's in denial about it and women are up in arms now uh, that's uh it's rightfully so and you know it just comes back one of the things I keep seeing on Twitter and uh and my friends posts and whatever is a it's the same thing women should have the right to choose what they want to wear and it's their choice, right? And so some people kind of bring the French thing into it. And if you're completely unaware, then France has a burqa ban in public spaces. And so women are like, you know, it just can you just leave us alone? And I'm like, hey, yeah, that makes sense. They should. Uh, however, <laughs> however, I do have a little bit of like annoyance when they compare France the situation in France to Iran, okay? Hear me out, all right? France has a burqa ban, and some of it stems from security, okay? Like the full face cover, because although people are wearing masks sometimes now, it it's a it's it can be a security risk. You don't know who's underneath that, right? And they want to identify faces and stuff. And I think maybe part of it for me I, i'm a little biased towards it is because i do think the face ban it just completely takes away any identity of the person and it's complete brainwash stuff okay okay so yeah i don't know i'm being a little controversial maybe i don't it's not about trying to be controversial i'm just trying to work this out myself okay in my head and and so i do have a problem at the same time freedom and the, the right to do something that kind of comes into play and I'm like I know they just want to wear it it's their religion like you know if they believe that part is very strong when I say they I'm, I'm obviously a Muslim myself but I mean this extra religious sect that feels like the face should be covered too I don't know man it just it's it doesn't sit well with me but my, my main point right one the reason I don't like it being compared is because in France it's a ban and uh, so, you know, it's uh, it's no one's getting murdered for it. You know, 
you're not getting picked up and arrested and and possibly abducted and god knows what kind of torture happens it's not the first time that stuff has happened there and i know what kind of environment that stuff creates firsthand okay i've lived in both places in saudi iran and everything so there you go right so i'm not i'm not just saying it it just is it's it's that's the reason the comparison hits me a little hard i'm like i know what france is doing is still wrong uh, but you don't have to bring it up every time people bring up Iran's issue right now because, you know, you have some Muslim guilt or you don't want to. Some people just, you know, it, it becomes into religion and stuff as well, right? So you're like, hey, man, if I speak up against it, then am I speaking up against God and my religion? You're not, okay? You're not. Just, um, I don't know how to stop that. So that's why I hate when people bring that up. It's like every time something bad happens somewhere, people have to go, but what about this, right? And I get it sometimes. I get it. The, the hypocrisy has to be noted out. The Ukraine thing versus refugees from other places, we all know that story. And it really was, oh God, it was just terrible. But at the same time, I'm also like, yeah, just, yeah. You, you got to bite your tongue sometime and and not make it about you every time. Does that make sense? I don't know. But in this case, I think it does. It does apply. So, yeah, man. Stop comparing the France and Iran thing. Just uh, at the same time, you got to highlight the women's thing. This is so confusing, right? It's a good thing I'm explaining this as a guy so that you can truly understand it. Okay? So there's so many layers to this about what women should wear. And then it goes, how far do you go the other way, right? Uh, What about society and having to see someone's ugly body completely naked topless at the beach do we stop that too <laughs> because this is so rude uh i think some bodies should be covered but this is that's just me I, and i include myself in it all right body shaming myself here <laughs> but you you gotta go is it neat how far the other way do you go as well right and i i don't know i don't know i is that a general rule we're applying to all people that go, hey, how much do you monitor clothing? All right. I have a hard time with that because I have my own perspective on it. I, I, I went to a school where I had to wear a uniform and I just always hated that. Right. I hate the fact that you're confined to wearing something to suit that place. Like schooling had that. And then some jobs have that. Like in banks, you have to wear a suit and tie. Completely hated that all the time that was probably one of the reasons i left it because i had to wear a stupid tie you know if there was no tie maybe i might have stuck around in that job for longer um but that's always been my problem and anytime people start kind of forcing me into that it's a pet peeve because it's it's it comes from this idea of conformity and i don't like it you know i i get my it's like my spidey sense goes up and goes hey there's too much control coming down here abort abort <laughs> right so i'm always like i i don't want that to i don't want to go through that and and i, I but i get sometimes uniforms help like if you're a sports team you can look good while doing it too but that's cuz if you have like a cool thing and you're proud of wearing it i don't think that applies in burger king you know <laughs> like you it it's not the same pride yeah and you're not respected in the same way and it's kind of forced down on you why is it though now that i'm thinking about it if i was in a sports team if i was playing for the chicago bulls i'd be proud of that like outfit but if i was working 
you know, I guess it's the kind of work, right? It's what people associate with it. When you wear, there are only a few uniforms that if you wore, people would love, right? Uh, or respect you for it. Way too many uniforms do not bring that out, but in fact, define you as a lower powerful person, less powerful person, not even powerful, right? So imagine a soldier and then someone working in, in the fast food chain or a janitor. And I, you know, hate stereotyping, but that's what, how people think. And so that uniform defines you in a bad way in one place and defines you in a good way in another place. And so how do you, so then I hate that uniform thing, but what do you do? Some places you need it out of uh, health and security. How do I get into uniforms and stuff, right? My point was, it was uh, it, it's about the control on what you wear and how much does that apply, right? If you're if you're employed, I guess you don't have a choice, right? You have to wear what your boss imagines, uh, thinks it should be, and so then you got to go. Maybe I got to get out of this job or something, <laughs> right? You you try to think outside and think, I gotta yeah, I gotta do something about about just removing myself from this situation. It's bad for me having to wear this uniform. And <laughs> I also think like, you know, maybe if you allowed, if I was smart, if I had my own business, I'd tell people to, my employees to design what they want to wear because then they're the ones that have decided it and they get a chance to like add some comments and stuff. So when they wear it, they have some pride in it as opposed to top-down forcing. Yeah, that's it. That's a smarter way to go. That's always a smarter way to go. Get people involved. And then you go, oh my God, too many people have too many ideas. Maybe you got to find a middle ground, right? Like just find that middle ground. Get some kind of contribution from them. So they go, I had, I got to say in it, in what I have to wear every day, right? That would be pretty cool. I think, you know, it would take a bit more time, but it's not a life in that situation, you're not like, oh my God, if I don't get this done today, uh, then um, it, it, it'll just be a disaster for the company. No, it, it'll take more time, but then you'll get to get more buy-in and, and empower your employees, right? That makes sense to me now, all right? So it's the same thing with coming down to freedom of what you want to wear anywhere with the women and stuff. Empower them, man. So, oh my God, I'm just... I'm just so clever. <laughs> Sometimes when I speak, I just go, I'm really, just really clever. Okay. Yeah. But um, too many people mix this issue up with their own personal things. Like uh, uh, another friend of mine was telling me, in fact, a few of them have told me how there's a debate in their family. And usually the older generation is more conservative and they want things to go keep going the same way and they want to support the leadership. And the young generation is like, man, we're tired of being told what to do and can't do and blah, blah, blah. So it's that involvement and that personal emotions that come in. And it's a problem with human beings, I swear, where this kind of stuff just kind of starts killing us off. And, um, and and we become different things. The the idea, though, I would, you know what I like, the, the, the other point is with all this stuff, I think it's an economical thing as well. Not a economical, economics are involved as well because I'll tell you why. 
this is uh, this is another reason people want to meddle in this stuff, right? It's something you can control. When you can tell people what to wear, you can control that. In a lot of countries where even the middle class have no power, they have no power over electricity cuts, right? Over the rising prices of petrol and being able to take care of their family and just, you know, generally the politics and everything, they have no control. So they're sitting there just really deprived of any power and feeling helpless. And they go, how do I, and I think that's a general human being thing to do. How do I look down at someone else so I can feel good about myself and exert some kind of control? What areas can I do that in? And so they focus on that and they exert extra control on that just so they feel more powerful and more in control of something in their lives. I'm not justifying it. I'm just telling you why people do stuff. All right. So then you go, okay, if I have no control over uh, the government and my roads are terrible, there are potholes everywhere, the, the, the systems are terrible, I go in to get something done in a government office and they treat me badly and I have to sit there for hours and they treat me like shit and uh, I go to my work and I can't quit my job because I need the money and the, the economy is so bad there's no other job out there so I have to take the shit from my boss who's a terrible person and just you know makes my life miserable but I got to take it and then you have stupid colleagues who might be pulling a fast one on you and you take all this and you come back and you're frustrated because you can't own a car that's decent. It always breaks down. Your kid's schooling is starting to freak you out because they keep raising the cost of it. And all of this, you just come back home and you go, hey, what can I control? Who can I make fun of? So you make fun of the marginalized community because that makes you strong. You know, it just puts you on a higher pedestal and it feels nice for a little bit. And then you can tell women what to wear and that makes you feel a little better. And you find things like that to keep doing. All right. Catch yourself doing it. If you're one of those people, <laughs> now you know and you got to go. I got to give up this need for control. All right. It's as simple as that. So. You know, but that's that's the gist of why I think a lot of people have this issue. And religion has different angles, also, obviously, because it encourages this whole thing. And people go, "We gotta, we we have to make this happen." And uh, uh, yeah, that that's 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 how we do it, man. Anywho, this this got a little heavy, and uh, maybe I got a little angry. I don't know. Uh, it just is me trying to clear my head again. And try to figure this out. If you think I made any sense, then <laughs> then tell me uh, that I made sense. I'm gonna listen back to this episode myself a couple of times to go, "Hey, um, <laughs> did I figure out what I was trying to say?" Uh, it, it's hard sometimes. Uh, just all right. I'm done speaking about that. Okay. Um, I've been watching Industry season two. It's a great show. You guys should too. It's uh. It's very out there. I can, I can only compare it to like, you know, it's like a, a, a Billions show, which I think, you know, if you haven't watched that, the first three seasons are amazing. Uh, great acting, great writing, just really nice twists and turns. I didn't like um, one of the main leads leaving, so I stopped watching it. But it's a great show, especially the first three seasons. Now, Industry is a bit around the same world, of, you know, the Wall Street, money makers and all that. Which can get sickening sometimes, but I like watching it. <laughs> and an industry uh, has a younger perspective of new people coming into it. So it's really cool. It's like a updated group story, 
uh, like Wall Street, the movie, the original Wall Street. So it's it's fun. It has a lot of twists and turns. There's a lot of things going on. It goes deep into the characters. Um, you don't really love any of them because they're all like nasty in some way. And it's very honest and great writing again. So it's a show. Um, I The first couple of episodes, I was after watching season one, I was a bit like uh, one of the main characters. I was just like a little offer. And so it was annoying me, her habits. But then the season, the, the, yeah, like the story really picks up. Actually, the story's great throughout. I was just annoyed with that character. And once it picks up, it just goes bam, bam, bam. And the final two, three episodes are killer. Uh, it ends on a real nice twist and high and leaves me like a good, I guess, series should, leaves me wanting more and leaves me wanting to hope that season three is going to be done, which I think has been announced, which is great. Uh, you know, again, the staff, uh, the staff, the, the cast is uh, really good. Uh, some some good acting in there. Uh, the writing, again, is good. It can, what I like about it, it kind of, it doesn't dumb, dumbify the jargon going on and sometimes it doesn't but at the same time it doesn't matter that you don't get it because they do talk uh financial terms you know use financial terms and blah 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 but it could have become too heavy and kind of distractive but i i think at no point and i think billions was good at that too at no point you go just because i don't get the financial market and the uh, whole thing around it i'm gonna switch off the story is compelling the people are compelling enough for you to be hooked on. Yeah, uh, that's something I've been watching. I think the other show I've been watching uh, that I've enjoyed has been Wrexham, the football club. I've, I mentioned that a few times. It's a club in Wales that uh, two Hollywood, Ryan Reynolds and uh, what's her, what's his name, Robbie McCallaghan. See, that's the beauty of you now you know his name. Uh, they bought this football club. They're revamping it and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's a... It's a nice documentary on it. And now you've got strangers all around the world rooting for a football club in Wales. It's not even like a Premier League club. It's awesome. You, people are buying the gear for it. It's such a Hollywood cool story move, a Hollywood move that's amazing. I got to give it to them. They did really well with that. So those two things are things I've enjoyed. I wanted to end on a lighter note after this whole episode. Watch that stuff. Tell me what you think about it too. Um, like I said, industry is a good show. Wrexham, pretty good, fun documentary, uh, both entertaining enough to spend some time on. All right. Now I got to get back to work. I have to leave my beautiful room to go down. I'm running a, a workshop on, uh, theater acting for some corporate, uh, client. And, um, uh, yeah, so I'm, I hopefully I'll end it exactly on time and get some time at the pool in this hotel. That'll be awesome. So that's what I'm looking forward to. You guys have a great day ahead. And uh, look, keep a lookout for the pictures. I'll put them up on, on my Expat Brad uh, podcast Instagram handle. Uh, not on the handle, on the page. So yeah, keep a lookout. Share the episode. Uh, show me some love. Uh, leave a, a five-star rating on Apple. And, uh, and share the episode, man. That goes a long way. So take care. Goodbye. Uh, or as a dog would say, woof. <laughs> <laughs>